Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from GoldenBlack.com. Live in his car once again, leaving Mackey Arena, this time following Purdue's 87-57 win over Moorhead State. This is your GoldenBlack.com Drive Home podcast, brought to you by our friends the East End Grill and Ripple and & Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, TNW Design & Build, AgriPro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which, as always, I will be driving past very shortly. I'm sure you've spent your Friday night sitting around waiting for this podcast to drop, and here you go. Uh, Purdue, again, wins by 30 over Moorhead State. They are an unsurprising 2-0, uh, having navigated uh, two bye games by a combined margin of victory of somewhere in the vicinity of, like, 70 points, uh, something like that. These games are what they are, you know. Uh, the thing that's jumped out, in the big picture of these games is that both times Purdue came out and got off to great starts. These are the sorts of games, you know, it's cold out. It's nobody really is paying attention to what um, these teams that are coming in here are. Nobody knows about them. They're just kind of these small schools that you're supposed to roll over. It's easy to, uh, it would be human nature to every now and then phone one of these in um, and just kind of middle, just kind of spin your wheels. Uh, Purdue, these first two games, hasn't really done that. They've come out pretty good. They've come out pretty sharp. They've seemed focused. They've seemed prepared. Uh, They're not messing around, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, After getting up 11-0 against Samford in the opener, they were up 15-0 tonight against Moorhead State. How many heads? Moorheads. Um, And they've been really good on defense. to start these games and that speaks to attentiveness that speaks to preparedness that speaks to maturity you know things like that that speaks to a lot of the intangibles Purdue's going to need the rest of the season because you know as things get more and more pressurized um, there's going to be moments here for this Purdue team where it's maturity and it's professionalism and things like that are really going to get tested Um, but just to kind of get to some of the more granular stuff. I've been using that word a lot lately, granular. I love it. Um, Braden Smith was awesome in this game again. Uh, he didn't shoot the ball like he did in the first two games, but he finished this with 11 assists and two turnovers. Absolutely had both his hands around the neck of this game in the first half and then on into the second half. He's been unbelievable in pick and roll with Zach Eady. Uh, that is going to be a huge weapon for Purdue all season long. The team with the most complex offense in college basketball, or one of them, can very easily just run the simplest offense possible every game and still be great, if you ask me, because Braden Smith and Zach Eady have that sort of connection right now. Braden Smith is going to be that good this year. The guys around them have to make shots, and you have to figure they'll shoot better this season than they did last season. Have to prove it, but that's still a safe assumption, I think. Um, outside of that, Lance Jones was was, was awesome. I, I'm going to keep saying what I've been saying all along is that I think the, the day is going to come where people look back at Purdue getting Lance Jones and say, hey, we didn't know much about this guy, and hey, he doesn't really score all that much, but that guy made a huge impact on a great team. And, you know, tonight he did score a lot, and, you know, Purdue didn't need Lance Jones to score 15 points to beat Moorhead State, but he did. And I think you're seeing a guy who really fills in some of the gaps from last year's team. He gives you some quickness. He gives you some some pace. And I think pace is going to be a big deal for Purdue this year because I think they're going to try to 
play faster. They've never not wanted to play fast, but I think they're going to make an effort to play even faster this year. He's a big part of that. I think having a second primary ball handler, I know that that is a contradiction to say a second primary ball handler, but just bear with me here. Uh, I think having two primary ball handler types on the floor most of the time I think has really helped Purdue against pressure. I think it's really helping Purdue with pace. And it's really helping Purdue put a lot of pressure on people in transition, uh, things like that. And I think Lance Jones, too, is going to be a guy who just really, really takes Purdue to another level defensively. His jump shot seems to translate from his role at SIU to his role at Purdue. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a guy who who pulls Purdue away from its bread and butter too much by uh, playing outside of his role. Uh, I think he's a guy who can create his own shot when needed. Uh, and that, in this case, is probably going to be when the shot clock's winding down, something like that. Kind of do what David Jenkins did last year a little bit, where when everything's going sideways, just give him the ball, he'll he'll create something. Um, but no, he, he has just been a, a fabulous addition to this Purdue team. Uh, and I think he's part of this... A coalition, for lack of a better term, around Zach Eadie, where you've got some balance around him now. And you're looking at these first two games. Again, you're not playing Duke and Kentucky here. You're playing Sanford and uh, Moorhead State. But you look at the volume of Zach Eadie's shot opportunities, and he's shooting six, eight field goal attempts a game, something like that. And he's being unbelievably efficient on those touches, but you're looking at a situation here where he's got he's got some of that burden from last season maybe alleviated from him a little bit this year because Braden Smith is empowered as a scorer. Lance Jones can score for you. Fletcher Lawyer is going to score for you. Trey Kaufman-Ren is going to score for you. You know, things like that. And there are going to be games this year probably where Zach Eady gets 18 shots and scores 35 points. But there's going to be games, too, where Zach Eady takes six shots and five of them are dunks but then he also makes 10 free throws and suddenly you're at your 20 points on six touches and that's what these first two games have been like and I'll go back to one of my my favorite preseason takes here and that's that I think there are a lot of scenarios here where Zach Eadie's numbers could dip and Purdue could be better because of it because it would mean that the people around Zach Eadie are picking up uh, more of the load, and they're taking some of the pressure off his shoulders. They're taking more of the burden off him. Purdue is too top-heavy last year, and I, I think balance is the name of the game this year for Purdue. And I think you're, you know, you're seeing that. Again, you don't draw any sweeping, enduring conclusions from Samford and Moorhead State, but that's what it's looking like so far, and it all adds up. Because a lot of this stuff is stuff I've been kind of speculating about for a couple months, and it, it, it's kind of looking that way. I think Purdue's, you know, going to be pretty good here, uh, but we're going to find out here for sure in the next few weeks because Purdue's got Xavier coming in, never a pushover, even if Purdue's going to be a heavy favorite in that game. Their front court's in, uh, got some issues right now. Uh, and then Purdue, shortly thereafter, goes to Hawaii for Gonzaga, and then you might get a crack at Kansas, if not Kansas, Tennessee. Uh, not for the faint of heart, but it, it's going to be proving grounds time for Purdue. And um, through to the extent with which we can make any conclusions about Purdue, 
through these two blowouts, I think everything's on schedule for Purdue. I don't see any red flags. And yes, there have been times in the past where games like this, you do see very modest red flags. And then when you get to real games, uh, those red flags turn into like crimson flags. I don't mean to mean that like it's an Indiana thing, but I just mean a deeper shade of red, whatever the hell that means. I don't know. It's late at night. I'm driving down a dark road and I'm just kind of rambling into my phone here while I drive. I'm about to pass the Whitaker in. That is that is the old gong on the gong show, which means wrap it up or get off stage. So I'm going to wrap this up right there. So from Purdue's 87 to 57 win over Moorhead State. How many heads? More heads. Uh, this is Brian Newbert from uh, goldenblack.com. Thanks for listening. And thanks once again to the East End Grill and Rippling Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which I'm if there was any light out here right now, I would be able to see from where I'm, where I am on the road. But alas, there is no light, so I can't see it. I can't see its nice red roof. So, thanks everybody. I'll talk to you again Monday night after Purdue plays Xavier. Bye now.